Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab your vodka on the rocks, glass of Merlot, or a Coors Light, and get settled into a big, puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. Ooh, tonight is a doozy, let me tell you. Um, have you ever really, really wanted something? You thought about it every day, you visualized it, and fully believed in your heart you would have it, and then you got it, and it was nothing like what you expected. Get the lowdown on the ins and outs of manifesting to get what you truly desire, and not what you just think you want. Ah, hello, Virgo last. <laughs> hello, Mystic Chick. <laughs> yes. See, I've got this throaty, raspy laugh tonight, so it's just that, I don't know. What are we calling it? The, um, not the bordello laugh, the, um, what is that? You know, when you're sitting, you're upstage, you're on stage and you've got the feather boas and you're doing the dance. Oh, burlesque. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my voice is very burlesque. I remember there was that one episode of Friends where like Phoebe like sings while she's Sick and her voice is all throaty and sexy and then she gets better and she's like wait no I miss my sick voice and so she's actively trying to get sick again <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that it's like oh see you know you just she was just ahead of her time because like nowadays with all the COVID stuff it's like yeah just you know go anywhere really and hang out for a while talk right. to a stranger <laughs> like Phoebe was like the only cool one of the friends. Like I am convinced that she had a different circle of friends and they were like her nighttime friends that she would go out really late with. And they were like actually like the cool friends and the regular like a cast of friends. Like those are her daytime friends that she hung out with during the day. Yeah. You know what? I actually got that impression too. Like she had this whole other life aside from just, you know, the randomness of the friend's experience. Exactly. She had to, though, because yeah, I mean, she had yeah, to. otherwise. <laughs> so, okay, this the whole manifesting thing gone wrong, like, um, there's a lot of layers to it because <sighs> there's like the act, of, the act of manifesting and thinking about like what you want to manifest. And then there's also like the techniques of manifesting and how those can kind of go a little wonky. And then, um, you know, there's just, there's other layers to it too, but it's just, um, I don't know. I feel like it's not just easily summed up by like one thing. It's true. There is multiple ways for manifesting to go sideways. <laughs> All right. So um, <laughs> I have lots of lists, but I don't know if you want to start with any like experiences or stories or if you think I should just kind of like start with some of the listy stuff and then. Uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm sure there's like, tons and tons of stuff that, you know, people have experienced, been burned by manifesting before, like whether it was when you were 18 and you had your dream college and that was the college you wanted to go to and no other college would do and sure you apply to some safety schools too I'm I, all by the way all of this is like you know not my experience of college but it's what you know tv has told me but 
<laughs> but yeah, no, no, you had to go to Yale and then you got into Yale and oh, yay, I'm going to Yale. I like manifest this. Like, this is my dream that I've always wanted to do ever since I was five years old because I'm Rory Gilmore. Oh, in, in this like fantasy, like Rory Gilmore actually gets into Yale. And uh, so she goes and it sucks because she was supposed to go to Harvard all the time. And so, like, yeah, like, what do you do when you, like, you go to your dream school and it sucks? <laughs> <laughs> you lock yourself in your dorm room and you cry in the fetal position. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you just keep studying to get it over faster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're right. Yeah. I mean, and it, you could do it with all kinds of things, you know, like, like, not only like homes, but also like areas of the country that, you know, you'd want to live in um, with, you know, boyfriends or husbands, girlfriends, people, uh, significant others, partnerships of any sort, um, business partnerships, you know, uh, those actually, that could be a whole nother episode. Oh, God, yeah. Partners that have like really tanked each other. I mean, I think I remember even watching a true crime episode where there were these two business partners and the one, I don't know if he kept making like business deals that like kept not panning out and he was like keeping it from the other guy or something. They were like hemorrhaging money and the guy finally found out. And so he shot him or something. <laughs> <laughs> like You won't give my secret away or something. It's like, oh, wow. You know, I mean... I, I think there might have been a better way to solve that issue. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes there's just only one way to solve things. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a whole a whole show in and of itself of like, you know, you could find on Discovery like murder is the only answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, there are actually many, many answers. It's like, no, no. In that moment, murder was really, truly the only option. <laughs> murder. <laughs> I mean, just to like host a show like that, just to keep saying the word murder, it sounds so murder like, most foul. Yeah, just, um, so, you know, or you end up with a partner and then you're like, Oh, I thought you would be different or, um, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a big one. Like manifesting love in your life. Like, yeah, you do all the feng shui. You do the love spells. You're like, I'm ready for this. You know, like, let's make it happen. And then you meet that person. And then like once that new relationship energy fades away, you're like, oh, this wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> And now granted, okay, there is this like, they, you know, they call it kind of a honeymoon phase for any relationship because you can't keep it at that like kind of euphoric level forever. It eventually like kind of balances out and you get to be like normal people again. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, or okay, so you're with somebody and they're in medical school. But then they decide to drop out. Maybe they get into drugs because of medical school or whatever. And like, you know, both of your lives were on track and maybe you met at the same college. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, they're descending into darkness and you're like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? You know, I mean, I, uh, crazy things happen sometimes. I don't know why my mind just went exactly there, but <laughs> I feel like your, mind, your mind always just goes straight to like true crime. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's think of something that's not true crime. Okay, well, how about like, um, okay, manifesting marriage, kind of similar to new relationship, 
you know, but more like, oh, but like I'm uh, like 28, 29 years old and I really, really want to get married like right now. And like, you know, like maybe even like, um, like date someone you wouldn't have thought that you would date. And because you're like, you're on that marriage track, you're just like, where the hell's my ring? Like, what, you know, like, give me that, you know, give me the ring. Like, I mean, like we're, we have to do this now. And then like, you get it, like you get married, you have the wedding. It's amazing and off and awesome. And then a few years go by and you find out that you're with a dude who like never wants to like help with help change a diaper, you know, <laughs> like yeah, 10 years goes by and you're just like, I'm completely bored of this. Like, why did I think that getting married was a great idea when I could have just been footloose and fancy free, maybe yeah, still had yeah. kids and, but, but still like could have gone off and like gone on dates with other people. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, they're so focused on the results of like, I have to hit these like marks on the timeline at these certain times that like they can't see what's really in front of them. And yeah, I mean, it's actually really amazing to me how many people don't have um, some very basic conversations before they actually get married of like, yeah, do you what we expect? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously, like there are a lot of people that are like truly surprised after they get married that their, uh, their partner doesn't want children. And I'm like, that that seems like a no brainer that like, you know, talk about that ahead of time. Cause I mean, that's the kind of thing that can really lead to a lot of resentment yep. um, on either side, either like somebody resents a kid that they didn't want to have, or somebody resents the partner for not giving them a child. And I mean, right. Or even like maybe murder. you were, or even <laughs> and then it's murder, go straight murder. to murder. Yeah. Or, even, murder. Or, or even like you did both have the conversation where you wanted to have kids but they were the fantasy kids that never cry. And you just envision taking them to like baseball practice and yeah, throwing a ball around, going camping, like doing all the fun stuff. And you never really thought about like how each of you would react in situations of like extreme sleep deprivation and tantrums at the grocery store and uh, um, who, who is going to be the one expected to clean up when the diaper explodes? Oh yeah. I mean, there's a huge, <laughs> there's a lot of surprises around those corners. And I mean, the other thing that people don't really take into account is, um, that like nature does this weird thing, like, you know, babies collect them all. Like you're in this weird space in your brain where you're just like, like, I remember having my first one going, looking at him at like seven months old going, you don't need me anymore. <laughs> you're getting too old and now I'm going to be alone. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Okay. An alien took over my brain, but like, so you sit there. Aliens do aliens called hormones. (laughs) You sit there and have a bunch of kids like bam, 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 bam. And then all of a sudden they start to get a little bit bigger. And like they, that nature does that. They're like, she's a sneaky lady because it's like, yeah, if you knew all the problems ahead of time, you wouldn't be sitting there going collect them all. Like then it's like, you know, then they have their own identities and then they like want to do their own things and you can't like put them in a little tiny pen anymore. And you're like, Oh my God, you know, like it's just, everything goes sideways. So <laughs> it's just, you know, and then the medical issues and then, you know, the, the, all these other things. So it's like, wow, like all these other costs you never thought about, but, um, but yeah, so anyways, um, or, okay. So here's another thing, like, um, 
you have this, you know, place that you want to move to and you're like, oh, I really like, you know, from the time I was young, I wanted to move to this particular place. Somebody, maybe it's, you know, somewhere in America, maybe it's somewhere global, but it's like, I really, really need to, you know, this place is calling me, whatever. Right. And, you're, you it's know, on your vision board. Yeah. Everything's on the vision board, which if you haven't listened to vision boards gone wild, <laughs> I, I try in that episode to kind of steer people away from like ending up with, with uh, the watch out for what you wish for situation <laughs> by consciously creating on the vision board. <laughs> but anyways, you know, the, the problem is that... Um, you know, you only have, and this is something even from like coaching, this is something from like all of my like education and psychology, you can only make the best decisions possible with the information you have at the time. And so, you know, you sit there and you really think things through and you're like looking at all the data and everything else. And you're like, okay, this is what I want. I, this has to be what I want. I really believe that this is what I want. And then you get it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, nope. No, I, I was a little bit wrong there, you know, but Oh man, just... like I mean, talk to like so many people with like a master's degree. <laughs> I, oh, I was like, oh, I thought I wanted to do this thing when I started grad school. And then by the time I got to my internship, like, you know, in my last couple of months, I realized I actually didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the worst. So grad school is its own like weird thing. Because like people either do it right out of, you know, college when they are still trying to figure themselves out and they haven't really worked in the workforce and they don't even know, they don't really find out until they've worked a few jobs if they actually like the sector that they're in. And they immediately throw themselves into more of that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or, you know, you like wait for years because you're like, oh, you know, I have my bachelor's and now I'm going to be working for a while. Because like that was actually the old school thinking of like 20, 30 years ago was like, you know, the master's degree was something that you would go back to school for like years later, like, you know, when you got to a place where you were, you know, being considered for management or sometimes I think they'd even pay for your MBAs or something. Right, right. Which is like the smart way of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> they also were giving out pensions and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I know the days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, like, I remember my dad working for like a Japanese company and they were giving like, I, it was like weeks and weeks of vacation every year. Like you, you know, seniority and you built up your time and like, you know, you, you got all these perks and yeah, all that's gone. But, um, and people are going to be like writing me, no, you know, my company is better. And I hope that's the case. Like, I'd like to hear some of those stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're all about hearing happy stories, but you know, like, just please understand that you are the exception and not the norm. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyways, so it was something that, you know, you kind of were, you know, you were on track for and it was like, okay, now I'm going to get my master's, whatever. And, you know, you usually had a family at that point. And then like people were there to like support your efforts and, you know, pack extra meals for you and all this stuff. And it's like, now, I think everybody feels the pressure because like bachelor's degrees really don't mean that much overall anymore. Mm -hmm. That people are like constantly throwing themselves into master's programs 
And I'm sitting there watching all this unfold going, I don't think that's any better because now you're just throwing extra money away <laughs> to realize a few years af- you know, later that you're dis- disillusioned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> going, what the heck did I do? <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, I think that I remember talking with someone once and we agreed that you should have to do an internship, maybe like your second semester of grad school. You know, like Ooh. not the second year, but the second semester, like maybe like, yeah, get a few foundational classes out of the way and then go right into an internship and see if it's something you actually want to do. And then if you don't, you don't have to waste any more money. Wow. I really like that idea. Yeah. That would be helpful. <laughs> All right. So, you know, you have that the educational stuff. You have the, you know, so like say you move to a place, though, or you move to a, t- a different town or you move to a different country and you get there and you've, tra- you know, done everything to get yourself there. And then you realize, oh, crap, I really don't fit in here. Or I really like this is nothing like what I thought it would be. And I've heard some people like just being really miserable over like, you know, the wrong move. And then sometimes they're stuck wherever they are, because, you know, they got a job, but they can't afford to like, you know, move until they get another job or Mm -hmm. other things, you know, that they've, they've already put down money for a place to live, or some people will just like buy a place outright. And it's just like, then they have to wait for it to sell. And yeah, I mean, it just so many layers on that one. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you went and you're like, oh, I'm going to live in this tropical island now. And you buy like a little house there. And then it turns out you're super bored all the time. And you're kind of just stuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, I have a friend, he lives in Hawaii. Okay. And he, um, not like one of the major islands, but it's like just hearing some of the realities of island life. Like, well, you know, it's harder to get fresh produce. It's like, but you live on an island where everything's supposed to be, you know, fruits falling out of the trees onto your head kind of thing. And it's like, no, a lot of things are processed or canned or whatever and shipped over. And, you know, it's just like, wow. I mean, it's sometimes harder to eat healthier in like such a pristine and beautiful environment. It's like, it's mind boggling for me. Oh, God. Yeah, that is so weird. But I'm so not surprised by it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, (laughs) I'm going to touch on really quick. Oh, first of all, before I like continue, I know I listed the drinks uh, in tonight's episode were pretty, pretty sad. Um, There was a reason for that. (laughs) I picked simple drinks, okay, because this is (laughs) when your manifesting goes wrong, like you can't have like complicated things going on. You can't have your thoughts going everywhere. You need to like really like focus and concentrate on what your true needs are, which means, you know, the the drinks cannot be very foo-foo. So that's why we had things like vodka on the rocks and a Coors Light is a simple beer, okay? It's not, you know, your your artisan-crafted beer. We're not going to have layers of flavor here, you know? It's just a straightforward, just get the job done kind of beer. Mm-hmm. And because I like Merlot, I had to add that in, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, but of the red wines, like, I mean, it's, like, the most no-frills of the bunch. It's, like, I am a Merlot. Drink me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will deliver the antioxidants you need to look younger. Okay. But you know, don't expect much more out of me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like don't be swirling me around in your mouth, like trying to get the nose. Like I'm a goddamn Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a shout out to Yellowtail, (laughs) (laughs) which you know what? You have a lovely bouquet for your $7 bottle. So I'm not going to complain. They do the job. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like two buck Chuck, (laughs) which also I can't knock. (laughs) But when I want to be fancy, I go for Yellowtail. (laughs) See, I've got that sexy smoker's cough. I don't smoke. I'm just putting that out there. I have a sinus issue. No, I mean, yeah. (laughs) I'm like coming on the end of like allergies slash sinus issues myself. Tested, not COVID. So, but yeah, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> Holding back, back the coughs. I feel like also anytime, you know, you feel weird for any reason, you have to go into this big, long spiel about how you don't have COVID. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) People are, you know, you're like waving people down in the street. Wait, it's okay. (laughs) I know I just sneezed, but (laughs) I tested this morning. (laughs) I swabbed and swabbed and swabbed some more. (laughs) See, I'm laughing, turning into a coughing fit. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to keep alternating on that one. So anyways. All right. So... Why manifesting goes wrong. I listed some things um, and you can kind of weigh in on whether you agree with what I listed or if I missed out on anything, which is very probable, but I figured this is a good jumping off point. So why manifesting goes wrong. Um, Number one, you are trying to, and these are not in any, I guess I shouldn't like numerically score them or any way, anything. They're actually bullet pointed, but I felt for drama, I should say a number one. (laughs) (laughs) number one i'm like one of those youtube countdown videos i should start with five okay number five (laughs) uh you are trying to appease the wishes of someone else do you have you ever done that i mean i guess that that could be like a lot of manifestations especially the um especially the ones that are very like life milestone based, you know, like, um, getting married or like buying property or having a kid at this specific age, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, is that really what you want or is it just what like everybody has always told you that you were supposed to want? Oh yeah. And I mean, I think like culture, especially for this one plays a big role too, because there are certain cultures where you almost feel like, you know, going against the grain is going to kind of separate you from your family a little bit, or you're going to really upset some people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it's, I think it's definitely more challenging for some people than others to not, to not do something if you don't feel that it vibes with you just because somebody else wants you to. Um, Another thing, and I think we've talked about this in other episodes, but like the family business too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, taking over the family business, even though that's not what you want to do. Unless it's supernatural family business, in which case I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> exactly. It's like sometimes you just don't have a choice. I know. Jeez, Sam and Dean. Uh-huh. I got a burger over here. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, the demons just come to you. and What are you supposed to do? <laughs> Say, move along, demon. <laughs> I'm loaded with salt. <laughs> 
even know what that means. All right, next one. Um, just ignore seriously. Like my mind is not like the the sinuses are fighting my rational mind. <laughs> this is like an obstacle course in my head. All right. So the next one is you are making the logical choice, um, AKA what looks good on paper. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like I've done that so many times where like I've taken the job that's like good on paper has all the things that you want out of a job and then you start it and it was not what you were quite expecting. Oh my God. I've worked jobs like that where I knew going in that it wasn't like on paper. Yes. It looked like exactly it delivered things like health benefits. Yeah. And you know, a lot of vacation time, (laughs) but then, you know, I knew before I accepted it it was like, this is going to be bad. This is going to suck. Like, you know, the commute is going to be terrible, like all these other things, but I did it anyways. And so, but it was like, I had to at the time because the benefits eh, were on par with the pain. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing is that like sometimes, yeah, you make the pro and con list and there's a million pros and maybe three cons, Mm -hmm. but like in the end, those three cons should have been deal breakers. Yeah. Or there's a million cons and you've got two pros and one of them is the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, I can suck it up for a while. <laughs> but the problem is that like, even if you're only there a couple of years, like it can definitely crush your soul. It can cause a lot of health issues. It can, you know, change a lot of things for you. So, I mean, that that is like one of the big downsides of of doing something that really you know going in isn't going to be great for you. Um, yep. <laughs> so um, the next one is you aren't clear enough about what you truly want. <laughs> this one's actually fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a big thing too when people talk about manifesting is that you have to be extremely clear with very specific language about what it is that you want, which can be hard when you're manifesting something you haven't done before. Yes. And that's why I think it goes back to psychology again with like shaping a behavior because you almost have to go through like several different experiences that are in the same vein that are leading you to a specific goal because you, you can't know what the future is going to be or what this all means. And so you just kind of approximate it and you sit there and go after the experience like that worked and that did it. And I'm going to hone in a little bit more, (sighs) but it sucks along the way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, and maybe that's something you can do. Like once you've had like a lot of experience under your belt, but that can be really hard when you're young and you have, you haven't been crushed by life yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think some of it is just, you know, there's kind of this evolution as you age and, you know, they talk about like developmental stages of like aging and that's usually in reference to like babies and kids and everything. But 
I feel like there are still stages of development after that, like as an adult. And, you know, they talk about even like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and like, you know, the highest level is that self-actualization, which I remember learning about it at the time. And they were like, not everybody gets there. (laughs) Like, you know, there's these levels and some people can never make it past the first level of safety and security, especially if they're living in like, um, God, Skid Row or something like, you know, you are living day to day, like that is your reality. And you don't have the time, energy, or, you know, a million other things. Right, exactly. You just don't have resources. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I see the sinuses again, they're blocking the words, like, that's the word I wanted, resources. Um, But it so, you know, you just have to like, so you hope to evolve as a person, but like, that's not always the reality based on life circumstances and everything else. And there's no judgment there. It's just, that's kind of, yeah, exactly. That's just the reality. Yeah. And so, um, but you can't, you know, you can't think about those higher things or like, am I really fulfilled if your stomach isn't filled? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, uh, but the, the goal is to kind of get to a place where you are, thinking about like those higher needs and that takes time and experience to really, Oh my goodness, cat. Hang on one second. <laughs> Uh-oh. Salem, Salem, Salem. Our, our black cat mascot. What is he doing? <laughs> he needs his claws trimmed. And he's, I think he's feeling a little ornery because I'm like ignoring him. Like mama's talking to people right now. Okay. Right. Uh, not me. Like what's <gasps> up with that? Christ. He still hasn't outgrown. He's eight months now. He hasn't outgrown the, um, hey, I'm hungry. You know what? I need to bite your feet to let you know. (laughs) How else are you going to (laughs) know? I mean, if it works, it works. (laughs) Oh, my God. He'll swat me awake in the middle of the night, and I'll jump out of bed because I know if I don't get out of bed, he'll just attack my hair. So I'm like, okay, all right, we're good. And then, you know, he's getting older. So he knows, like, I'm headed towards his breakfast, but, like, at four in the morning. But he still feels the need to bite my feet just to, you know, drive home the point. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, exactly. Just so you don't forget. <laughs> hey, yeah, um, I'm hungry. <laughs> so, um, so the next one is, where are we at? Oh, so uh, expounding on you aren't clear about what you truly want. Um don't feel like, uh, you know, you may be like leaving a, a life phase and then you're like sitting there going, oh my God, I don't know what to do next. And so you blindly like, you know, just throw yourself in a direction. Like that's not being clear about what you want. But I think that a lot of people do that because for a lot of reasons, either um, they're taking too long to figure it out. And so people are like, when are you going to blah, blah, blah you know, or, um, there's just too many choices and you're not being honest with yourself. So you're just like, Oh, this sounds fun. And you're not like really contemplating the reality of whatever choice it is. Right. So, I mean, it's just, or uh, like the worst is like, you know, again, in the love sector, like I want love. I want somebody to love me, like really love me. Like right. but you can be, be very, very clear about what that means. <laughs> I am the only thing in their world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they put me on this pedestal and then you end up with a serial killer. Yep. <laughs> Back to maybe, true crime. Maybe just maybe the marriage actually works, but then you find just a ton of bodies in the basement. 
<laughs> he was such a nice guy. Just real, kind of quiet, but really, really nice. Always helped you out when you needed a hand, you know. Uh huh. I'd Always had a spare garden hoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> yes, I know. I keep going back to true crime. It's just so easy. <laughs> Um, I'm watching my dear cat, like trying to get into something else now. Okay. I'm just not looking. Um, if you hear a crash in a few minutes, it's just the cat being stupid. <laughs> so, um, not that Salem's stupid. He's very, very smart and I'm not biased at all. That's <laughs> just a very too smart for his him. own good. I'm sure. <laughs> all right. So, um, the next one is you are looking to escape your current life. And so you're, you either pick the polar opposite or just anything that isn't your current life. Those are both dangerous for different reasons. Yeah. Like, um, kind of like when you're happy, but you're like, oh, but I could be happier if I do this thing. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Or you are with somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't working. This is terrible. I am miserable. I know I'm going to find somebody who is the complete opposite of this person. And then that, you know, surprisingly goes wrong because what you, you really want is something in the middle, but you don't know how to approximate that yet. You just know that you can't take any more of what you have. Right. Right. And so many times people do that, but it's in like the most shallow of ways. Like, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, I dated, yeah, I dated somebody who was short. Now, the next person I, I'm going to date is going to be tall, and that's <laughs> going to fix everything. <laughs> I did that once. Like, and we've talked about this before, and the guy was so nice, so I'm not knocking the guy at all. I'm just saying that um, from a, <laughs> I don't even know, like, biologic sense or something, it just wasn't going to work because he was 6'7", and I am 5'3 on a good day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, geez, you'd be really, really great for someone else who's taller. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've actually never minded dating short guys because like I, I make them feel tall. And, like they're all like date me and you are always going to be the tall one. <laughs> oh, so did you actually date somebody who was shorter than you or the same height as you? Oh, I mean, I'm five two. That would be really hard to find. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I, I mean, short guys usually average about five six, and I was like, oh my god, I'm five six. I'm so short. This is terrible. And I'm like, I'm five two. Like, reach the top of the refrigerator for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, it's all perspective. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but the other issue with you not being clear enough about what you want and the pendulum swinging and everything else. So you either pick somebody who's the polar opposite or you just blindly pick whatever isn't your current life. And um, what the problem with that is that you are not preserving what is good about your current life or any anything about your current situation or your current self or whatever that is. Like there's a kernel in there that probably should be salvaged most of the time. And you really need to kind of analyze that before you just jump off into something else. And you don't want to just be reacting to your life. You want to invite things in that are in alignment with you. Exactly. Exactly. So um, the next one is, 
Oh, you are forcing yourself to be different than who you are. Again, if you're manifesting like certain life events that you think are supposed to happen, like mm. the sort of life path, but you never like really jibed with any sort of like particular path before. So why are you doing it now? Just because it's your Saturn return? <laughs> Isn't that enough of a reason? Come on. <laughs> we have a list here of things that we got to check off in our experiences of the lifetime. <laughs> Um, well, and also, I mean, I think you're right. Like the whole, like everybody else is getting married and my parents are asking me, when are you going to get married? And, you know, we have a nice so-and-so for you to meet. And, you know, it's just like, but you're just not feeling it. You're not ready. Some people are never ready and that's okay. And some people just take a really long time or they have such a specific thing they're looking for that, you know, it doesn't automatically show up everywhere. And, you right. know, you have to be okay with that. Um, when you actively force yourself to be something else than who you really are, I mean, it takes an emotional toll. Like it, it's in line with a psychology term. They, it's called emotional labor where um, it, it, the best kind of example of this or the easiest one is like customer service. So like, you know, you're working a customer service line and you've had the absolute worst day there were, you know, some, maybe somebody died, maybe, you know, you just got some horrible health news, like all these things, you know, could have gone wrong. And yet when you pick up the phone, you have to like put on that smile and say, how can I help you? You know, mm -hmm. regardless of how horrible you're doing inside. And if you do that enough, if your life is like out of sync enough with what, who you truly are, then that takes a toll over time and it could make you sick. It could, you know, just have some really negative effects on your life. You're not like approaching life as optimistically. Um, and like when you start to do that, when you, when that takes a toll, then you start vibrating at a low, lower level and then lower level things start attracting themselves to you. So you're going to attract more problems and pain over time just because you're trying to force yourself to be something that you're not. And that could be, you know, a certain type of work. That could be a certain type of, you know, gender or relationship. It could be um, a number of different things where you're just trying to, not even because of everybody else, but you had in your head that you were supposed to be a certain way and gosh darn it, you're going to be that way regardless of how you truly feel because maybe shame or just, you know, maybe because like a job thing, like maybe from the time you were young, you were like charting out, okay, this particular job is going to make me the most money or get me the most accolades or whatever. And, you know, you just really needed to be on track with that regardless of how you felt like trying it out and going, oh my gosh, this isn't for me. No, this is who I am. This is who I've told everybody I am. I have to be this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that can even be like, something that you love, like when you're a musician and you try to like, you kind of like make that your identity. And then like, and uh, again, life beats you down. And, <laughs> and you're still like, playing like little like shows that barely make you $100 in an evening. 
And uh, you're like, ah, you know, I think I just want to take a break from all of this. And then like your friends are like, but who would you be if you weren't doing music? Like you are a musician. Like that's just who you are. And then you're like, you know what? No, I'm not. Like I am actually contain multitudes. I am not just this one singular thing. That's true. It's like there's more to me than what, you know, I'm presenting or what you guys have associated me with. Like, but yeah, I mean, like they, everybody sees somebody as a certain thing and they're like, well, if that's not, you know, if you don't do this, who are you? You know? And it's like, well, <laughs> I'm still a fully functioning person. I have other like, you know, things I'm interested in. Yeah, exactly. I have other, you know, yeah, interests and beliefs and like life paths <laughs> that I can go down. Like I'm not just as one static thing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So as, so those are just some things to reflect on and there's probably more ways to kind of tell if, you know, what you're manifesting has, has gone wrong for you, but, um, to like move into the the next phase, how to tell if what you've manifested isn't in line with your soul path. If, if you are kind of on the fence or wondering like, you know, is this right for me? Like, I don't know all of that. Um, here are some ways to tell. And one of them is you're not happy. Uh, that's a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> It's definitely like one people shove down a lot though, or overlook or rationalize, like I'm not happy today or, well, you know, I'm kind of happy. I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay. Most of that. No, like, you know, deep down when you're not happy. Yeah. And also even you can like fake it all you want, but your body knows when you're not happy. Like oh. all of a sudden, are you gaining or losing a significant amount of weight? Like, are you like unable to sleep like more than four hours at a time? Like, are, yeah. like on your, on your days off, are you kind are you not even able to relax because you're constantly like worried about the next shoe dropping at your job? Like, I mean, or it's just like, also, like, are you losing? Yeah, you can be losing your hair. You could be like, sometimes in some cases, like a growing more hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, or like some sort of like weird autoimmune stress reaction that just came out of nowhere that has absolutely like no, you know, you've done all the blood tests and everything. They're like, oh, I don't know. You look fine. Like, <laughs> that's stress. I actually have like one specific example of that. It was funny because I was like, planning some workshops on a very specific topic that we've actually talked about on this show before. Um, but it was, I realized it was just a really triggering topic for me. And like, I just couldn't like actually go through with the workshops, but I kept fighting it for like a month, month and a half. And what happened was like, I, I planned, like I put the date down on the calendar. I started doing the planning for the workshop and like within a couple of days of that, my face started um, turning red and like I started getting like eczema patches like all over my, like started with one. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then it just started and I've never had it in my life. And like one was like the size of a quarter on the side of my face. And I'm sitting there going, holy cow, like my hole around my mouth was flaking, like cracking everywhere. And I'm sitting there going, what the heck? And then when I like said, okay, I can't do this workshop, then within like a week, it all cleared up. But yeah. I was in pain for a month. Yeah, I mean, and okay, I'm, I'm going to switch gears. I am no longer Virgo Lass. I am... <laughs> 
Esthetician <laughs> last. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to go there. Yes, tell me. But yeah, I, that's actually a very kind of like a very good way of telling like whether you're breaking out because you're just breaking out or if it's from stress. Like if it's anywhere like around your chin and your neck, like uh, that, that stress right there, baby, that is where your cortisol lives. And so it's just showing up all over your face. Like, I mean, cause it can be different on different parts. Like sometimes if it's, if it's your cheeks, that could just be sensitivity. Like maybe you're out like um, jogging early in the morning, getting wind burned. If you're breaking out like around your forehead, maybe like the season's just changed and you're sweaty or you're wearing, you're using the wrong like products or using like a really waxy um, conditioner. But yeah, when you're getting especially like those really like angry cystic bumps around your chin and your neck, and they are just not going away no matter what you do, like try quitting your job. Because I bet that they might just they might just clear up within a couple of days. That's oh usually how it goes. <laughs> so that's crazy, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, yep. it's just it is like such an instant reaction. And I I think we've talked about it before. I don't know if I've uploaded <laughs> so behind on editing. Editing some of these might just be a little bit more raw when I slap them up because I'm like I got to get these out there. Um, but yeah, we we talked about how your thoughts can make you kind of like really they can come out in health wise in negative ways. Um, but okay. So you're not happy. Another way to tell that you haven't, what you manifested is in align with your soul path. You feel like you're overextending yourself to fit this new life. Mm -hmm. So it could be either you're spending a lot more money, say like on your own upkeep appearance, like you have to keep dyeing your hair or getting your nails done or, you know, um, taking people out to dinner or you had to get a fancier new car to like show to ev everybody that, you know, you've, you've made it or that you're successful so that you can sell to other people or things like that. Like, you know, or you're going out just all the time drinking to help network or whatever, but it's taking a toll on you physically and monetarily. Um, anything that you feel you're just kind of overextending or you're feeling like overwhelmed and over exhausted, like just exhausted all the time because you yeah. it's a whirlwind. Yeah, exactly. And like all of a sudden like the extra money you were so excited about getting when you took the stupid job, like <laughs> suddenly it's like all like gone because of material things. And now it's like you owe even more money and then feel like you can't quit your job because now you have so much debt. Oh yeah. You know, you, you end up like, they keep saying that a lot. I think with financial, <laughs> I, it's hard for me to keep up on all that financial stuff, but they have these things that I've seen where it's like, you know, um, your lifestyle adjusts to whatever you you make and then you just keep bumping it. Like if you make more, you end up spending more and you're still in the same cycle unless you're consciously, you know, taking care of your money the right way. But it's just kind of like bigger, bigger, more money, bigger problems kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like how they say like, oh, you're supposed to dress for the job that you want. And so you're looking around and you're seeing like, you know, all of the people that are in the job that you want, like have these super expensive, like suits and pantsuits and all that stuff. And oh, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, oh, well, I better start like buying these 
$3,000 pantsuits if I want to fit in at this company and eventually get promoted. And like, then all of a sudden your promotion just goes to paying off all the debt you've accumulated. Oh yeah. You know, you make, you, you make just enough more to, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a vicious cycle. So, um, that's definitely something if you feel like, okay, you're on this hamster wheel trying to keep up with what you've manifested. Um, you feel like you're playing a role or living a lie. Sometimes in career paths, it feels like all roads go towards management. Like if you want any sort of promotion, it's like you have to be a manager. Not everyone wants to be a manager. And like, quite frankly, I just learned from my own manifestation that went sideways that managing is the stupidest job in the world. Like if you can like not be a manager, you should definitely not be a manager because managing is stupid stupid. Like if you want that level of stress, start your own business. <laughs> At least you'll be stressed out about your own business 24 seven instead of somebody else's. Yeah. For you, you'd be stressed out for your own, like good, you know, like, um, well, and as an IO psychologist, like that was a huge thing. Like I, I would go through all these, you know, analyze job descriptions and try to figure out like, you know, um, <sighs> different pre-employment tests to like fit whatever job they were trying to, you know, hire for and all this stuff. And I just like, you know, it, it was apparent over and over that like the skill sets that are necessary for like different types of work are so different than the skill set for a manager of basically anything. So <laughs> you have all these people coming from all these different paths and they're thrown into management and the, that is not their strong suit. That is not what they care about. That is not what they want truly. Or And they may not even in some cases be capable of some of the the things that that management requires and they're just like completely unhappy. And sometimes, you know, people are underperforming and it's just like, well, you know, we were trying to reward you by giving you this management position because you've been working so hard. And it's like, well, why don't you just give them an extra 20 grand a year? And right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the colonizers, you know, like coming over and giving the Native Americans their pox ridden blankets. <gasps> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> 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 that that just went dark. <laughs> okay, true crime. <laughs> All right, well, you know, See, I, you always I, go to murder. I always go to colonization. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. That. <laughs> uh, um, but anyways, so yeah. Um, <laughs> now I've got the the sinus out of breath thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like it. people tuning in for the first time are going to be like, how old is this, is this woman? Is she like 60? No, I am in my late 20s. That's the story I'm going <laughs> Yes. Sure. Saturn return, um, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm, so, I'm a Saturn return virgin. <laughs> what is mine going to be like? Oh my God. Okay. People need to tune into more of these episodes. <laughs> yeah. Basically your Saturn return hits what in your late 20s yeah okay so I am not in my late 20s but I'm also not 60 so there you go yeah <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that but I'm just trying to like yeah we're just not there yet <laughs> yeah, just trying to like get people to, to have an inkling of where we are in the yeah um so kind of just approximate between those two and that's a guesstimate of our age <laughs> 
let's do some math, everybody. Um, all right. So, <sighs> yeah, where am I? Um, <laughs> you keep justifying your choice to others. Uh, yeah, and I, I have been that friend to where, like, you know, somebody's like just talking about how stressed they are and how, like, they, you know, just like all of this stuff that's like just making them tear their hair out. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? You don't seem happy. Maybe you should just quit slash break up slash get a smaller place slash. And they're just like, no, because this, 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 that. And they're just all of a sudden like launch into this whole defense of like the thing that like they were just like railing against two minutes ago. Oh my God. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome. Yep. <laughs> like I really wanted this thing and I've spent so much time with it and it's telling me that I, you know, I'm, I'm worthy and that I want this and that this is meant to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, uh, we just had this awful fight and we called each other all these names and, uh, uh, he, and he like, told me like I'm worthless and that his whole family and all of his friends hate me and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, break up with him. And they're like, no, I love him. <laughs> it's like an episode of cops where, you know, it's like the domestic violence call and they come to like, you know, check out the woman with the black eye and they're trying to handcuff the guy who did it. And she's like fighting the cops going, don't take away my man who hasn't done anything wrong. <laughs> And then she's being brought in on assault charges for assaulting a police officer. Yeah. <laughs> so many times. Um, <laughs> you don't know how he is when we're alone. It's like, oh, great. So, like, if you just lived on a deserted island, everything would be fantastic. <laughs> really. He'll still be armed with coconuts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But also, like, you know, when people are like, you've changed and you're like, well, I've had to. I've had to make some tough choices because blah, 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 my new life, my new partner whatever. It's like, maybe those people are right. And you've changed in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, they're not talking about spiritual growth here. <gasps> <laughs> they're like, you're not a good person anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you make us feel bad about ourselves. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Break up with that horrible, horrible person. <laughs> or, or quit that soul-sucking job. job. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so, yeah, I mean, like, the job where it's, like, then they're only, like, surrounding themselves with bougie people and you don't matter anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always something. So the next one is uh, you realize this new experience is not getting you any closer to your actual life goals. It's different, but it's not better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, maybe you did, like, take this high-powered job, and you're making a lot of money, and wearing the $3,000 pantsuits, and going on, like, lavish vacations and everything, but maybe what you really want is to, like, maybe you really want to, like, get married and start a family, and you can't because you have zero time to date. Mm. Yeah, that one is, that one's a soul crusher right there. Like, you got to make the time. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, I mean, it's really important. Like, if you, if you feel like, you know, being with someone is kind of like the only way you'll feel fulfilled. And I, I mean, I know that there's a lot of like <laughs> flaws in that statement. So please, <laughs> but 
what I mean? I, everybody's yeah. path is different, but like, if you feel empty, if you're alone and you know, you're sitting there going, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working all the time, then something may need to change just because you're never going to feel like complete if you know, you don't like make room for love. Oh right, God. right. And then, and, and also that doesn't even have to be a gendered thing. Like maybe you're a dude and you're taking on like more and more responsibilities to like make more and more money because like society keeps telling you that that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be a man and work late nights and, you know, just like go on rando Tinder dates and like, that's your social life right there. Pound beers. But like, that's actually like not who you are as a person. You actually do want to settle down and have weekends off and like, you know, actually have kids that you can see every once in a while. Or maybe you want to be a stay at home dad. Like, I mean, I mean, like, there are plenty of stay-at-home dads who are, like, brock at it. So, I mean, the rat race isn't for everybody, like, no matter what your gender is. That is so true. That is so, I mean, it's just about finding the balance, whatever that means for you. And it's, and whatever that means if you are in a couple for that couple, like, you know, just, there's so many other factors, you know, to take into consideration than just, yeah, (laughs) I just... You know, I mean, like if one person's job can, you can do anywhere and the other person has to be in a certain physical location, then, you know, you make it work around that. Per- you know what I mean? Like there's give and takes. Right. Um, so then the last thing is you find yourself madly clinging on to make it work like, you know, you're forcing yourself to make this this work out because this is what you manifested. This is what you wanted. Now, dig darn yeah i can't even like yeah that that's the hardest part right there is like yeah like holding on to the thing that you thought you wanted for so long like you know you like were striving to get to this place in your life and now you're there and but but why is my hair falling out (laughs) yeah yeah and a lot of times it's because of why am i crying myself to sleep every night I mean, a lot of times it's it, this, this particular one is, is work related, but not always like, so, okay. So you are with the, your dream person, you know, maybe it's somebody that, you know, you'd been pining after for years or, you know, you had this like dream idea of a person and they checked all the boxes and then, you know, you get together and you find out that, um, they have a roving eye or that you are trying so hard to, you know, have them like stay focused on you. Maybe they're tuned into their job or something else, but it, you're doing like, you're going above and beyond to make the situation work. And it's just exhausting and it's just, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is the basis for every rom-com, like every <laughs> lifetime movie. Where, <laughs> yeah. Like, dating like this power broker who like only cares about like money and, you know, and, and then like, you know, like the sweet farmer comes along and sweeps you <laughs> off your feet and you realize you want a simpler life. But here's the th- here's the problem though. Here's the problem. What if there is no sweet farmer coming to sweep you off your feet? What if you're just stuck with like the power broker who doesn't care about you because you won't break up with him just to be by yourself for a while because Ooh. you feel like this grand gesture needs to happen in order to keep you on track for your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I think that, you know, there's a lot of gray area where like, 
the other person's fine with everything. <laughs> so it's like, it could go on indefinitely if you don't have enough of a reason to stop it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the worst. That could be like one of Dante's circles of hell is yeah, relationship like, purgatory. <gasps> yes. Like it, this could work. This is kind of working. Like it's, I'm pretty okay. Like I'm kind of happy some of the time, you know, yeah. like, you don't have enough to like really say, Oh, this is terrible. Um, but it's just that, just kind of think about that exhaustion factor. Like, you know, if you just like have invest so much energy to keep it going, yeah, there might be a reason. Yeah. And, and I've said this before, like, I mean, if anybody ever like wants my opinion about like, what makes a successful relationship but you know you always hear about like relationships or work you need to work at a relationship and yes that's true and I've said this in other podcasts too but if your relationship becomes more work than play you need to sit down and rethink things yeah there should be a, a ratio yeah it shouldn't be a full-time job <laughs> so I do want to, cause you were like going off about the power broker thing. I, there is one other hallmarky kind of scenario I want to just lay out really quick. And that is the, the person who is like, they have their own bakery. It's, it's, it's a, a thing that they've wanted since they were a child. They're fulfilling a, a lifelong dream. And you just see them like coated in flour all the time and sweating and like getting, you know, there at the crack of dawn and then closing up at 11 at night and, you know, just trudging home so they can go and bake more things the next day and tend to all these things. And where is the rest of their life? Where is their love life? Like, how are they existing outside of their bakery? <laughs> right right and then like turns out like the very sweet person that sells them their organic fresh eggs was the person under their nose all along <laughs> oh wait i thought it was the guy that was like fixing their sink or something in the back or doing the renovations in their bakery their hundred year old bakery that has so much history and has been passed down through their family <laughs> I mean, yeah one or the other <laughs> But that's when you have a choice. Sophie's choice there. <laughs> the guy fixing your bathroom or the egg dealer. <laughs> or maybe it's the person delivering your fertilizer for your organic garden so that you can grow your own vegetables and fruits to put in your, your baked goods. And then it turns out that you fall in love, but then you find out after the fact that they have a whole stockpile of fertilizer and a, and a dark hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> So you find out they have an unhealthy obsession with fertilizer and this might be a kink you don't want to explore <laughs> sorry true crime again anyways <laughs> and i went straight to straight to kink <laughs> yeah. the, like fifth. The, the timothy mcveigh kind of situation what were you thinking <laughs> i was thinking about fertilizer kink Oh my god! Is that a thing? I thought it was pretty bad. I, I mean, it would it would basically be a poop kink. Oh, that's, that's pretty yeah. common. Oh, that but not deadly, unlike mine. Uh, I mean, it, it could be if you don't wash up properly. <laughs> this just got real dark. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the last phase to think about with all this manifesting gone wrong is what to do. <laughs> this is. 
so awful. <laughs> yeah, but this is what you get when you tune into our podcast, people. <laughs> so just for the record, if we had to label ourselves, so you'll be like the fetish expert and I'll be the true crime expert when everything, when some things go wrong. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. Not that I can't weigh in on the fetish things. And I, I have spoken out on other podcasts about them. But like, I just, you know, my wheelhouse definitely goes straight to true crime first. That's true. That That's your first love. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So what to do when what you got isn't actually what you want. <laughs> um. Number one, and again, these are not in any particular order, just for dramatic effect. I'm saying number one, set the intention that that you will work to consciously create what you want. That's a big one, actually. That could be number one. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, but basically that, you know, for this next go round, maybe just maybe you sit with yourself for a while and y- you do a list and you do all the things you need to do to to really like mindfully create your future going forward instead of just reacting or doing what other people have told you to do maybe right uh the next one is make a pro and con make pro and con lists for what you want slash desire because nothing is perfect ever (laughs) oh we wish it would be (laughs) And so, you know, you have these top three great ideas and you start writing the pro and con lists for them. And one just tends to just look a little bit more desirable than the other two when you really factor in the realities of the situation. Yeah. And we were just talking about the pro and con list, like a few, you know, like just towards the beginning of this podcast about like, okay, but what does it mean if like in the pro and con list, it's like, okay, money And in the con list, it's like, oh, but I don't want to sell my soul for the money. But I guess that what you would have to be really specific about is how much money would that take? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think you have to have like a number in mind of, you know, what is, I don't know. I, (laughs) I'm like thinking about it going, okay, if you don't want to sell your soul for the money, but if it were enough money, then you would kind of. Right. Hmm. That would have to be for me two million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that I. You, but that's the thing, though, is that it can creep up on you. Like that's something that I would have said. But then, like, um, I got presented with something that was like more money than I'd ever made before, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing that I've never wanted to do in my life, and uh, I always assumed that I would hate that thing, you know, which is managing, and yeah, it turned out I was completely right. <laughs> I should have trusted my gut on that one, <laughs> but it was... It was hard to say no to the money, and um, I was like, okay, I will give this a go, and uh, I don't know, it turns out that the money wasn't worth it. <laughs> so I, I think guess. they've actually done studies on like an amount of money that people make that after that amount of money, it really doesn't matter anymore. They're not any happier. And it's yeah. actually much lower than you would think. I think it's like sixty five to seventy five thousand a year or something. Um, actually, yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I mean, if you make that much, then yeah, you're making a grown up amount of money. You know, you can live within your means, um, uh, anything lower than that. And you're probably struggling anything over that. And it's just excess. 
yeah, it's just kind of probably, you know, you're going yeah, so, to like have other yeah. things to invest in, like, you know, childcare yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Anything over that. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, okay, so bigger house, bigger car, more debt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't really add to happiness. And so then um, people are more, after a certain amount of money, people are more open to having like a flexible work schedule or things like that over another, say, 20 grand. Like after a while, it's just kind of like they, there's a need for other things. The thing I feel like, especially in like our particular country, we feel like success is measured by like how much you are f- exhausting yourself on a daily basis. Like if you are just like busy from like sun up to like I, I was about to say sundown, but no, no, like oh sundown would be great. Like yeah, you'd be getting out at five o'clock. It'd be a regular nine to five job, but no, it'd be like. From like basically from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep again, you just have to be busy, 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 make that money, like, you know, um, invest or even if you're a mom, like maybe you're not making money, but like you just have to be like working on, you know, focusing on your children like all day, 24 seven. And that's not healthy. You have to come up for air sometimes. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's definitely not sustainable, but I think I I can't remember where I just read it, but there was some statistic about the U S being like dead last in like the developed countries of like having like a, a healthy kind of life balance. So, um, and I can't remember if it was, I mean, I think it's based on mortality and some other factors, but it was like, wow, we have really kind of fallen hard <laughs> with, you know, just kind of, and, you know, you think about our nutrition as a country or like what's, uh, what nutritious options are available to the masses, um, affordability of things, the healthcare situation, how many hours a week people are working and all of those things just keep, you know, the, they keep getting worse and worse and worse. And now we're just kind of, we're in a bad spot. Yeah. Yeah, we need some help right now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, part of that is the part of the way you can kind of navigate some of that is by more consciously creating what you want, because hopefully then you'll be living a life that's more in line with what your soul needs and you will be, you know, you'll feel healthier, happier. You'll attract better things because you're vibrating at a higher rate. You'll have less health issues because you're happier. So like a lot of things due to stress. Oh, goodness. So many diseases that um, can be tra- traced back to stress, whether, you know, they're they're related to the heart, they're related to autoimmune disorders, um, just even back issues, all these things that are chronic conditions or that are just, that could kill you at any moment. A lot of them are based in stress. Um, so when you're consciously creating though, you can mitigate some of that. I'm not saying all, I mean, they, they do have the saying, especially in psychology, like if you're not stressed, experiencing stress, you're dead because there's good stress and there's bad stress, there's new stress and distress, and you're always experiencing some sort of stress, but, um, it's, you know, how much stress and, you know, it, how much it benefits you in the long run. Uh, but so then 
Also, you want to let go of what doesn't fit your life anymore. Um, you don't want to hold on to it for the sake of having it, um, whether it's a job that you manifested that pays really well, but it's killing you, um, a relationship that is making you miserable, so many different things, like a house that, you know, the upkeep is driving you crazy and it's costing so much money, but it was your dream house. Like whatever the situation is, you need to let it go if you know deep down it isn't right for you because otherwise it's just going to keep the situation, the environment, the person, all of that is going to keep weighing down on you and stressing you out, tor torturing you in some way. Not that the, if it's a relationship, I'm not automatically saying the other person is bad or evil or trying to torture you. But I mean, if you're not happy, if you're living a lie, if, you know, five million other things, um, it's not good. Right, right. Like what I was saying earlier about, um, you know, being in a bad relationship, but um, it just being like, all work, no play. You know, um, just like, what, what's this even giving to you anymore? But like, that goes for jobs, too. Like, yeah, you, um, this was the career path you always dreamed of, and you worked so hard to get there, and you don't want to throw it away. But especially like when you're young, and you're in your 20s, you know what, it's actually not a terror, it's not going to be the end of your life. If you decide, you know what, I was wrong, and I hate this, and I'm going to go and try something new now. Like, that's actually a very healthy perspective, especially when you're young. Like, try a few things. Like, you, you can do that, but you shouldn't be, like, just wasting a bunch of time spending, like, like five, six, seven years in a career or a job that you hate when you could be trying something else. But alternatively, and I think those are actually really good points to make, um, but alternatively, don't get down on yourself if you have invested a lot of time in a path or a relationship that you thought you wanted or that everybody else, you know, thought you should have. And, you know, you're realizing kind of late in the game that, you know, this isn't right anymore or this isn't what you've wanted for a long time. And you just, you know, you're finally ready to make steps to change that. You know, I mean, everything's a lesson. Like you have to just take, you know, the positive aspects from the, the situation and move on and just say, okay, you know, I'm ready for my next phase and don't lament, don't sit there. And because that stuff could get toxic too, like really fast. And, you know, just kind of sitting there thinking about how much time you wasted or how you wasted your life with someone or like people get really toxic about, like jobs that they've spent too much time on or, or marriages that they've been in for too long. Like they get really weird sometimes. Right. And, you know, I was actually just reading something about how, especially in this country, we view success as something that never ends. So Ooh. like if someone like has their own business and then after maybe like even like 10, 15 years, they're like, you know what, like, this is wearing me down, I can't keep up with the pace anymore, I'm going to, I'm going to sell it and do something different. Everybody acts like it's a failed business. And that same goes with relationships, like say that you were in a relationship for like, six, seven years, and maybe it even ended amicably. But you, you know, you just wanted to move on to like, 
other things. You know, you just weren't like um, growing in the same way anymore. But everybody acts like, oh, no, it was a breakup. We have to start all over again. But like six, seven years is a really good run. <laughs> True. No, you just consciously uncoupled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, like that was like you, you just had like a full and complete relationship with someone from beginning to end. Like it's if you are both moving on to, because you uh, both want different things, that's fine. You don't have to act like, oh, I'm starting from scratch again. No, you aren't. You are like starting, uh, you were single and now you know more of what you want in the next person. Okay. And just so I just Googled it right now, just out of curiosity, what is the average length of a relationship? It's two years and nine months. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, okay. You had just like two years and nine months. Like, that's great. Kudos to you. Like, you made it work for that long. <laughs> like, just because you didn't like grow old together like, and, and die minutes apart in the old folks home doesn't mean your relationship wasn't successful. Yeah. It's not like you had to drop that diamond into the ocean for that person. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, they didn't float on a door for you. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, you could have scooched over. I'm <laughs> just saying. It was a pretty big, it was a pretty big door. <laughs> It's a flipping door. They're like six yeah. feet long. <laughs> I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio was very skinny back then. <laughs> oh, <God>. So um, <laughs> she just needed to share better and that she's going to have to like, you know, rectify all that when she sees her life flash before her eyes and argue with the angels and whatnot. <laughs> Anywho, um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Just ignore me. Um <laughs> So not even that, God, it, the whole like heaven or hell thing could be a whole nother episode. We should actually put that on the list. Put that on the list. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, there's so many different like viewpoints on that. That's actually a fun topic. Okay. So, but basically um, also vision board it, like really work on, you know, creating what you want. Uh, if you don't know what you want and you're really scrambling, that's why vision boards can also be helpful because you can engage your subconscious and the subconscious works in pictures. So even if you have no clue what you want, if you just strictly go with pictures and you just pick what you're drawn to, like what's visually appealing to you or what feels right visually, slap that on all, all on a board, then you can actively engage your subconscious to find out what you truly, what truly resonates with you, even if logically or, you know, just consciously you, you aren't sure it sometimes your mind and your thoughts get in the way of what you truly crave or need or want. Yeah. Especially if you're an overthinker. <laughs> As I've been sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> So uh, anybody who hasn't like listened to the vision boards gone wild episode, feel free to tune in on that one. There's a lot of helpful information with like how vision boards can work with you to manifest a life that is in line with what you need. Um, also just tuning into your intuition in general, working with how you feel about certain things, listening to signs, you know, creating that dream journal, um, your synchronicity journal, just kind of like really developing that language that the universe 
uses to specifically communicate with you because it's different for everybody. It's based on, uh, again, kind of what you, what's important in your subconscious and it's, um, relates to you in a more basic fashion, usually graphically in pictures and objects in scenarios, um, just kind of think even like the glitch in the matrix movie with the cat reappearing, like when things look out of, out of sync with the environment or things like that. Like a lot of it's visual, how the universe communicates with you. Hearing actual words booming out of the sky. I mean, okay. It happens to some people, but not everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you actually look up and you see one of those planes with one of those messages dragging behind it in a banner form. (laughs) (laughs) And if it happens to be something that you find fitting, then go for it. Oh, you know what would be cool? Renting out, like, renting out a plane and just having it, instead of, like, having it, like, um, like have a banner with an ad on it, like, have a banner with, like, a specific message on it, like, quit your job. And it just, like, flies over a beach full of people. Like, <laughs> like, this is your sign. <laughs> Or all signs point to yes. <laughs> Magic eight ball it. <laughs> oh, see, I'm I'm way more specific. I'm like, dump them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's uh there's so many ways you could have fun with that. Yeah, if if when when I have millions of dollars, I'm going to just do that sporadically. Yeah, just yeah, just do that for fun. <laughs> and then just like like really kind of take note, like maybe there's some sort of way you can chart it to see if anybody does anything yeah. with the information. Oh, oh, or like maybe like um put like a a bird, like a you know, like a bluebird or a cardinal or something like that, and then like fly that over like entire cities. And then everybody who has been like seeing like bluebirds and cardinals like all over can be like, oh, this means something. Yes. Yeah. Like there's so many ways to have fun with that. I love it. <laughs> Um, And maybe you can make other people's days better. Like maybe you can help like facilitate life changes for people that you don't even know. Like how cool. That's a huge social experiment right there. That is. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh my my God. Yeah. I I would love to do that. Just like, just fly a banner that says quit your job over a beach and then just see like how many people quit their jobs on Monday. (laughs) Just as a social experiment. Or like, you know, tell them to go into some sort of like specific environmental job where like there's a lot of need. (laughs) (laughs) Just see how many people start really gravitating towards that type of work. Like that that could be really interesting. Oh, dude, how about a banner that just says empathy? (laughs) (laughs) Or it's not all about you. (laughs) Right. Um, so, and the last thing is, uh, well, I actually have a couple last things, but cause we got to wrap up in a minute, but, uh, don't feel obligated to do something just because you want to please someone else. So, um, when you're like letting go of what you don't want, don't feel cause like the universe hates a vacuum. Um, don't feel like the need to instantly fill it with something that other people think you should do because you just need to like move forward. Like that can sometimes, again, put you back in the same cycle. Like, yeah, if you're working for a company and you're the manager and you hate it and uh, you're like, oh, but this other type of job, that would be great. Maybe that other job would be great. Maybe that would suit your strengths better. 
But if you're going to have the same bosses doing the same bullshit, it's just going to be more of the same. Yeah, or you just, like, leave one middle management job to work at another middle management job when, like, the tasks of the job are actually what's making you unhappy, not the particular environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like a, a, a side transition. It's like, oh, but it's for a different company. This one is a startup, and they have a ping pong table. <laughs> <laughs> Man, actually, you know, if it were pickleball, that would be the deal breaker for me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be into it. <laughs> like, wow, whatever. Like, I'll sign over my firstborn. Just hire me. <laughs> pickleball all the way. <laughs> I don't even know what pickleball is. Oh, oh, you didn't do that in gym class? I thought that was like a requirement. Maybe we just call it something different. No, it's pickleball, man. <laughs> no other. <laughs> Um, we'll have to look into that. Maybe we can like experience that one day. Like, I think there's actually, somebody had posted it on one of the community chats in my area about like, does anybody play pickleball? Are there any pickleball teams or places to play that? And like a million people fired out a bunch of places to do it. So I am kind of curious. Um, it's kind of like table tennis, but not, I can't remember. It's been so many years. So anybody in the chat who's familiar with pickleball, feel free <laughs> now or later to reach out. Um, if it's later, it would maybe be on Twitter um, at chick underscore mystic or or at last Virgo. You can just slide in my DMs and tell me what pickleball is. You play it on a tennis court with a ping pong paddle. It's fun. <laughs> tennis court with a ping pong paddle. You All it right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Disembodied voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sometimes you do hear a booming voice from the sky that tells you the answer. <laughs> Play pickleball. <laughs> That's how you will like self-actualize. <laughs> oh my God, what's happening with my voice? Anyways, um, also like if you want to reach out to me, you can also reach me through my website, um, <laughs> mysticchick.net. If anybody's interested in any readings or um, other things, I've got a million things on my website. Um, but also, you know, just to say hi, I have my email on there. Or, you know, if you have any other general questions about the universe, feel free to reach out to me. Um, uh, yes. And also, please feel free and leave us five stars and maybe a nice little review. Let us know if you like us. If you don't like us, just listen to something else. Like nobody is forcing you to listen to us. But if you like us, please like five stars in a review on whatever platform you're listening to would be amazing. Yeah, nobody's tying you down and forcing you to listen to us unless that's what you're into. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, one last thing to end with is um, if you are like you're trying to manifest and maybe you're even like doing a spell or whatever, or you're doing a feng shui cure, or um, there's a million things where you're like, okay, like I'm going to follow these steps and then I'm going to get this result. And as you're doing the steps, the steps themselves actively fall apart or in some way like are annoying or possibly harm you, then you need to like go back and revisit like, well, what is the life lesson in this? Maybe I'm supposed to actually be focusing on something else entirely. Um, I will give one example and I'm not going to say, <laughs> I'm going to use this very vaguely. Um, there was a time in my past when I 
there was someone that was really getting under my skin. And so I kind of like bought a cactus and I was going to do the feng shui cure on them of like living. It's it's you put your their name under a cactus in the fame area of your bagua. So it's like that back middle um, ninth quadrant there, that back middle, like root top of a Rubik's cube. It's that back row um, facing away from the, the door, the entryway of the room in the middle back area. So put that cactus there or a picture of a cactus there, put their name there. And basically the cactus needles like energetically serve as this way to kind of keep them away from you. But it's karmically wonderful because they're living their best life far away from you, or at least like not in your zone anymore. And, um, so I did that and then I, um, some th- other things happened and the, the window that it actually, the cactus had been getting the sun from, uh, got an air conditioning, air conditioner put in it. And, um, <laughs> then it started like not getting enough light and starting to like, just actively fall apart in chunks. No. And I wasn't completely aware of this. And I was walking around barefoot. And I oh, no. <laughs> and so that was like one of those moments from the universe saying, hey, you know what? You need to like refocus your priorities that that's not like what you need. That's not even an issue anymore. You need to go back to basics and like figure out, OK, like what's working, what's not. And like, like just, you know, do shadow work if you need to about like who's bothering you. But like that's really not the focus anymore. You need to change your focus. And yeah, I mean, I, so like when you're doing, you know, whether you're doing a vision board and the, the pictures keep falling off, like maybe the glue is bad or you're using, like you were using a glue stick and things just started kind of like flying off of it. Or if you are, you know, working a spell and something keeps going wrong with the spell, either you can't. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like maybe like reading. you're trying to light a candle and like it, you can't even catch like a flame. Like it just keeps sputtering out and the lighter just keeps burning your fingers. <laughs> like whatever the situation or if your, your feng shui cure is like, you know, falling apart for some reason or actively harming you. Um, it is, you know, a message from the universe of, Hey, change your focus, like reassess, reevaluate. And you know, that don't go off on this tangent because that might not be, actually where you need to be. So that's something else to pay attention to. Um, It's trying to, the universe is trying to spare you from some more manifestation gone wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you just have to stop listening to what your brain is saying and you just have to start listening to what the universe is trying to say about this manifestation you're trying to do. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Like really like work on getting in tune with yourself and just, you know, lick your wounds if need be, pull the cactus needles out of the bottom of your foot (laughs) and move forward. (laughs) (laughs) Might be a little sore for a while, but you will get to where you need to be. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) On that note, I hope everybody out there has a wonderful rest of their weeks and that everybody stays mystical. Good night, my witches.